This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Eat With Ali podcast. How are you today? If I'm honest, my day has been pretty all over the place. Uh, to pinpoint a reason, I couldn't quite do that. But, you know, I'm here to say, and this is actually what I'm going to be proud of myself for today, because you're not always going to have the greatest days ever, okay? Sometimes days are going to be a little bit more on the fucking crazy annoying side but we can try to change that around not always going to be that easy if i'm honest i'm still a bit out of it and not really in the happiest state however it actually took a lot in me to get to this place where i started to record and honestly i almost did not record today because i was like fuck fuck, i'm just in such a bad mood But I decided to try and do something about it and I did things that make me feel better and happier and calmer. And here I am. And although I don't sound that calm because I'm just yapping already, I'm still at a better place than I was a bit earlier today. So just remember that not every day is rainbows and flowers and pegasuses. There will be rough days. There will be days when you're a bit more irritated. But the moral of the story is what I did to make myself in a better mood is I meditated, of course. That really helps calm me down. I wasn't feeling motivated and I've talked about this before, but we're not always going to feel motivated. However, I thought about what this podcast means to me. And just in case you didn't know, this podcast means to me that I'm able to share and spread wisdom about eating disorders and love and support that recovery is possible and just just try and share and support others the way that I would have loved to have support or just like you know knowledge about shit so although I wasn't feeling that motivated and and tired and just crazy I'm here anyways after doing what I needed to do to make me feel a bit more at ease which was meditation of course and I I cleaned up a bit as well because you know you clean your space you clear your mind I had some water and I said you know I gulped with every nice phrase that I wanted to say like drink water I'm calm gulp drink water I am rational drink water I mean gulp and then drink water I am strong 
drink a lot of gulp, I'm capable, and so on and so forth. And if you don't know what the heck I was just trying to say about the drinking water, what I do, I have mentioned this in another episode, not sure which one it was, but pretty much what I do when I drink water and I'm feeling a bit more anxious, you know, maybe you don't have fucking 40 minutes or however long you meditate for to spare, maybe you're out and about and you're just feeling a bit anxious, literally it doesn't matter where you are, the point is, when you drink water with every gulp you say an I am statement, something positive that is going to remind yourself of just how great and capable you are, just to keep you calm, and yes, because I say I am statements during my meditation and... It's good to remind myself of everything that I am and I want to be. Of course, it's only positive statements. No negative I am statements. That's not a thing. We're trying to bring ourselves up, not put ourselves down. And even if you're not feeling calm in the moment, you just remind yourself, which is why with every sip, you give yourself a positive I am statement. And there's this saying about I am statements, that whatever you put after the I am, determines your reality so when you have phrases like i am calm i am confident i'm beautiful i'm capable i'm strong you are determining your reality okay so in the same way if you say after i am i am fat i am worthless i'm useless you're doing the same thing and what sounds better what do you want your reality to be thank you for coming to my ted talk So yes, pretty much what I'm grateful for myself for today is just prioritizing my well-being and yes, being understanding that not every day is just going to be completely happy. There are obstacles that will come around and it's just about learning how to deal with them, which is why I meditated and I've turned things around and now here I am recording my podcast, even when I really didn't have the motivation before, but we're here now. So that's what I'm proud of myself for today. Just remind this and you can listen to my little rant whenever you want. When you need a reminder that, yes, there's not always going to be motivation and everything. And you're not always going to have top-notch days or top-notch moods. Okay? Thank you. So with that all to the side, welcome to today's episode, which is all about identifying yourself with your eating disorder and how to let that shit go. We're going to talk about what identity is. We're going to talk about the dangers of holding onto an identity and also the benefits of having an identity. And then all about the eating disorder side to identity. And then of course, how to let go of your identity with your eating disorder. You are more than your eating disorder. And sometimes that's hard to realize or accept or discover. So that's what we're here for today. All right. So as I've been loving to say in the past few episodes, buckle up and get strapped in and let's go. So maybe you're trying to let go of your eating disorder, but you're struggling to let it go because you fear what you'll be without it. You've relied on your ED for so long. You've thought for so long that you need your eating disorder, but in reality, your eating disorder needs you. That's why it's time to go away. Because your eating disorder has made you believe that you need it to feel good about yourself, or eventually at least, you know, maybe your eating disorder is telling you that you will get skinny and you'll only start liking yourself once you get skinny. And you can only do that with your eating disorder. Hmm. Yeah, that's not true, eating disorder, but they they like to make you think that, don't they? And on top of that, maybe you've believed you've had a sense of control with your eating disorder. 
whether you felt that control from restricting food or you felt that control from taking the food back out of you, as an example. It felt like you had control and you fear losing that control. I've said it once and I'll say it again, that the true control comes when you learn how to be rid the eating disorder and learn how to look after yourself and your body. Like for example, I thought I had a sense of control when I would take the food back out of me. I'm like, yep, I can eat all of this food. I can binge eat. I can overeat. And then you know what? I can take it back out of me. (laughs) Yep. But in reality, all I was doing was damaging myself, damaging my mindset, and also damaging my body, of course. And I found the true control once I stopped binge eating and stopped taking the food back out of me. I stopped the vomiting. And it was difficult, it was challenging, but you know what I was doing? I was controlling my thoughts, first of all, that was saying, take the food out of you, you fat bitch. And I was also controlling my actions by not taking the food back out of me. And here I am, recording my podcast in a batshit crazy mood. But yes, maybe you fear losing your eating disorder because you've kept it a secret between you two for so long, you and the eating disorder. And you've only had your eating disorder thoughts to listen to then. It feels like part of your identity. Because it's all you've known. It's the only opinion you've listened to. The one that is bringing you down and telling you to hurt yourself. And you know deep down that these thoughts do not serve you. But it's all the thoughts that you've known for so long. So it's understandable why you fear losing it. And therefore also fear losing a sense of yourself. Your eating disorder is probably, either was or maybe is at the moment, a big part of your life. And some hard lessons had to be learned. But that's okay because you know what? You can come out even stronger. You will come out so much stronger. Just keep pushing past. Ow. I don't know if you heard that, but I hit my head. But just keep pushing past the eating disorder thoughts and find true control. Get rid of unhelpful thoughts, your eating disorder ones. And of course, take this as an opportunity to build your identity and improve yourself. Use your struggles as lessons and use those lessons to better yourself and your life. So what is identity? It's the concept you develop about yourself that evolves over the course of your life. And some of those aspects you can't control, like For example, where you grew up or the color of your skin. Your identity is also choices that you make in life and how you choose to spend your time and what you believe in. So your identity is what defines who you are, your physical and behavioral traits and your morals and your values. Now, if you're not quite sure how you identify yourself, so maybe you struggle with identifying who you are. You're not sure what your purpose is. Maybe you don't feel comfortable in who you are. Maybe you're struggling to envision a future without your eating disorder or maybe some other qualities in your life. You struggle to envision what your life in the future would look like without them. Or maybe you feel disconnected with yourself or parts of your life. And what is it you're looking for? Are you looking to find a new version of yourself? Are you looking to find the true version of yourself? Or are you looking to find a past version of yourself again? And out of all of those options, do any of them have anything to do with an eating disorder being involved in it? Do you want your eating disorder to be a part of your identity? 
are you wanting to let go of your eating disorder? Well, good, because we're going to discuss how you can let go of your eating disorder and not considering it your whole identity. It makes sense if for a very long period of your life, your eating disorder has been such a big part of it and you identify yourself in a big portion of your life as having an eating disorder and you fear letting go of that. It's been a big part of your life for so long. It's scary to think of letting that go because it's a big chunk of yourself, a big part of it. But it's time to try and let that go. We're going to go over many ways as to how you can start to do that. And our reality is constantly evolving. And it will change based on our atmosphere, based on who we hang out with, based on our mindset, based on our behaviours. It can change. So it's not like whatever you identify yourself as now has to be how you see yourself forever. It doesn't have to be that way. And the thing is, we accept our identity. And this can become unhelpful when it seems to be unchangeable. We feel like we can't change what our identity is. It's like you feel trapped in this version of you. Like, for example, with the eating disorder, of course, you've identified your eating disorder as being a big part of your life and you feel like you can't get out of it. So instead, you just you almost start to accept that your eating disorder is who you are and it's not. And so when you start to believe that there is part of yourself that you cannot change, like the eating disorder, this can become very detrimental to your growth in your life, to your growth as a person. By accepting and not believing that anything can be changed, this will keep your future the same as your present. And honestly, ask yourself, are you happy with your present? Are you happy with where you are now? Are you happy with how you feel right now? And are you happy with your mindset right now? Are you happy with the life that you are currently living? And hey, if you're making some positive changes at the moment, great. That's awesome and keep on going. Be proud of yourself for who you are now and also who you are becoming. So no, not every day is going to be absolutely, unbelievably fantastic. But if there's been things in your life that you've identified that you want to change and you were doing things to make those changes, then brava, keep it up and be proud of yourself for making those identifications. You're identifying what in your life that you want to change and why. And then you're doing something about it. You're not just saying to yourself, yeah, that sucks, but... I don't believe I can do it because you can do it. Are you not doing something because you can't or because you won't? Because you can't or because you won't? Whenever there is something in your life that you want to change or maybe you want to start, ask yourself, am I not doing it because I can't or because I won't? And you'd be surprised just how many of them you actually can do. You're just deciding not to. So maybe you're at that stage where you're identifying parts of your life that you want to change and now you've started to make those changes to get there. Yahoo! This is when identity can be used for the greater good. You are now working towards the goals that you want to achieve. You are driving yourself based on who you are now and who you want to be. Because part of who you are now is the person that is making those difficult changes to get to where and who you want to be. So no, just like everything else, you're not going to click your fingers and instantly be this whole great other person that can just get rid of their eating disorder that just thinks all positively and happily and doesn't have any anxious or negative thoughts. No. So you can't just click your fingers either and change how you see yourself in terms of your identity as well. You can't just let go of your eating disorder and think, yep, that's no longer a part of me. No. However... If, for example, you're looking at your eating disorder and you know that this is something that you know is not good for you 
and you want to let it go out of your life and you are making that conscious effort and and taking part of behaviors that will help you get out of your eating disorder and recover, then part of your identity in the now is you being a strong person that is going to put in the hard work to get to a better future and a better version of you. And so you can use your identity and be proud of who you are now because the person that you are now is going to get you to where you want to be in the future. So with those I am statements again, instead of saying I am struggling with an eating disorder, why don't you try and flip that around and say something like I am recovering. You're no longer making your narrative about you having and struggling with an eating disorder. Instead, you're making your present moment about recovering. So yes, you may still be struggling with an eating disorder and you may still be vomiting or restricting whatever is going on. You may still be doing that, but instead of looking at it as I have an eating disorder, you are looking at it as I am trying to recover and I'm going to get there. The way that you see yourself and the way that you believe that you are is going to create your reality. So try and flip around the way you talk to yourself. Instead of just saying you are struggling with an eating disorder, which you may, yes, you may, you may be, but you're not making that who you are. Instead, you are deciding to look at it as, yes, I have an eating disorder, but there's something I want to do about it. So instead of making it all about the fact that I have an eating disorder, like that, that's a pretty closed ended sentence, right? I have an eating disorder, full stop. Instead, say I am recovering. And if you need to say it, say from an eating disorder, but you're not just making but you're not just making it all about having an eating disorder and that's the end of it. There's nothing else to come after that. Instead, you're saying, I am recovering. I'm going to get myself to a happier and healthier place. You are a fighter. You are strong. You are capable. And all of these qualities within you is going to help you recover. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But if all you see yourself to be is having an eating disorder and nothing else after that, like you don't talk about what you're going to try to do to recover from your eating disorder, then all you are making yourself to be is having this eating disorder. Own it. Own it, of course. Be like, yeah, I have a fucking eating disorder. But don't just leave it there. You can make it. Yeah, I have a fucking eating disorder, but I'm doing something about it. And I am going to recover and I'm trying to recover. And you can, but a huge part that is going to help you recover is believing that you can. And maybe you're holding on to this identity of having an eating disorder because it it, it gives you a sense of security. You've been in this state for so long where you've relied on your eating disorder for so long and you felt that it was your escape from reality. And maybe you fear being in your reality because you haven't found a way to deal with your thoughts yet. And this will improve by growing your self-love, by the way. And of course, meditation. Yep, I said it again. I'm just going to say it every episode. Meditate! But anyways, maybe that's what you're holding on to. You're in your comfort zone. You're holding on to your eating disorder because you almost don't remember a life without it. It's been such a big and crucial part of how you think and the behaviors you take part of that imagining even even imagining letting it go is like, where would I be without it? But that's when you have to fall back onto the question of, am I happy where I am? In reality, not in the eating disorder world, but at the same time, if you can already identify that you use your eating disorder to escape reality, then that's a pretty big cue that something in your actual reality needs to be faced and dealt with, not escaped from. So yes, maybe that's why you're holding on to your eating disorder. Because you're in your comfort zone where you found a way to escape the thoughts that you're struggling to face. But it is time to step out of your comfort zone. And by the way, a good way to be able to identify if there's something in your life that you want to change that maybe you're keeping hidden, like your eating disorder, for example, is to think about whether or not you get defensive when something about it gets brought up. So maybe not directly, like maybe you haven't told anyone that you have an eating disorder. However, maybe someone's brought up that you look like you've put on a bit of weight or they ask why you eat so much or why you eat too little. Or maybe they've noticed some unusual habits that you take part of after you eat. I'm referring to me with that one, with going to the toilet after every meal. But pretty much they're just asking you about something and to you it may feel like they're calling you out and you get all defensive and you start to feel uncomfortable and caught off guard. Well, those defensive reactions is a good way to identify something that you were keeping hidden or on the down low that you were not comfortable with being in your life but you're not necessarily dealing with the issue. And in saying that, another reason why you could be holding on to your identity could be because you know that other people associate yourself with this like that's how they see you and maybe you fear having that perspective lost like maybe you have lost a lot of weight and now you're known as being skinny for example and because your eating disorders made you believe that you must be skinny to be loved or to be respected not true but maybe that's how you're seeing it and so you know that people see you as being skinny Maybe you don't believe it yourself necessarily, but yes, that's how you know people see you. So maybe you're fearing losing your eating disorder because you fear 
people having to change their perspective on you and no longer being known as the skinny friend or the skinny person. But first of all, one thing that I just want you to keep in mind is that we cannot control external factors. So we cannot control what other people think either way. Sure, maybe you know for a fact that they think you're skinny. Whoop-de-doo! Wouldn't it be more great if you cared about yourself more and cared about how you saw yourself and how you looked after yourself? It's time to focus more on how you see yourself and just be indifferent to others. And that's not easy. But a good way that you can start doing that is growing that self-love and start prioritizing yourself and look after yourself and make changes for you without worrying about how other people will see it. And so if you're questioning whether or not part of your identity needs to be let go of, maybe it's your eating disorder, maybe it's something else, think about whether or not this quality makes you feel trapped. So for example, with my eating disorder, I felt trapped in the guilt cycle. I would feel guilty when I ate, I would feel guilty when I vomited it back up, and I'd feel guilty if I kept the food back in. And it was just this guilt cycle that I felt trapped in and I would never be able to escape it. If you feel trapped in this part of identity that you've given yourself, then that is a great indicator to let you know to let go of that identity. And the crazy thing is, the person that is keeping you trapped and caged inside this trap is yourself. And so the same way that you may be holding on to this part of yourself, this identity you've given yourself, because you fear what would happen if you lose it. It's been such a big part of your life. It will be hard to let it go and to change this mindset that you have about this part of yourself, your identity. But it doesn't mean that it can't be done. And just always come back to the question, am I happy with how I think now? Am I happy with how I see myself now? Am I happy with how I'm living right now? If not, do something about it and change it. The power is within you to change it the same way the power is within you to bring yourself down. You are the one that can make these changes. The same way you are the one that decides your identity. Not anyone else, you. Everyone else will have a way that they see you. But that's out of your control. What's in your control is how you see yourself. But you can control how you see yourself. So what parts of your identity are serving you? Which parts aren't serving you? Ask yourself these difficult, confronting, but helpful questions. And answer it truthfully because you don't have to feel this way forever. It's not like you have to settle with your eating disorder. I mean, honestly, I thought, yeah, I'm just going to have to live like this forever. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to feel great ever, am I? Okay, I guess... I guess I'm just going to have to accept it. I guess, you know, it actually doesn't matter that much in my life. I I think I'm happy having my eating disorder in my life. It's not like I want it to go away. If I wanted it to go away, I could. I could do it. I just don't want it to go away. No, you know what that's called? Ali. That was called denial. I was denying that anything in my life needed to be changed. I was denying that my eating disorder was not serving me. And I was hiding away from what needed to be changed. I was hiding away from my problems. I wasn't ready to accept it, let alone face it. So I just created this mindset in my head where I'm like, oh, you know what? 
I don't even want to get rid of my eating disorder and if I wanted to get rid of it, I could. So therefore, I'm not getting rid of it, which means that I don't actually want to get rid of it. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. So I convinced myself that I could get rid of my eating disorder if I wanted to. I thought that the road ahead was too difficult, the the recovery road, by the way. I thought it would be too difficult to face. Maybe I had tried a few times and I just wasn't seeing any results. It became too hard and I just decided to think, yeah, okay, I'm just going to have to settle and accept that my eating disorder has to be a part of my life forever. No, it doesn't! If you're thinking like this, try and actually acknowledge with yourself whether or not you're in denial. Because that was me hiding away from my problems and refusing to accept that I needed to help myself. You do not have to accept eating disorders as part of your life forever. For sure, my eating disorder was a big part of my identity for a long time. And now it's still part of my identity, but in a different way. My eating disorder went from being what I relied on as part of my identity, as something that was bringing me down and not helping me look after myself and see myself in a good way. It was part of my identity where I was taking part of bad behaviors like binging and vomiting it up. Whereas now I used my eating disorder to recover and become stronger from recovering. I have learned difficult and hard lessons from my eating disorder and now part of my new identity is being stronger and being healthier and happier and part of that came from me overcoming my eating disorder. It may be a really scary thought thinking what would happen if I didn't have my eating disorder voice inside my head making me feel such a certain way. And that way is not even a good way. But just keep in mind, put this on a t-shirt, put it on your coffee mug, that you are not your eating disorder. You are more than your eating disorder. It's time to develop new ways to cope with the thoughts that you are struggling to face or accept. So if you fear losing a part of yourself, if you recover from your eating disorder, think about what you could replace your eating disorder with. How about a healthy mindset? How about some self-love? Let's center self-love as your focus over eating disorders. I know it's not easy going from eating disorder behaviors to different healthier ones, but it is possible. Recovery is possible. Recovery will allow yourself to have a more deeper and better understanding of yourself. It will allow you to get to a healthier and happier mindset. You can explore who you are as a person and find what interests you. Find a new, better hobby besides your eating disorder. We're going to get into that though because I have all of the different tips to let go of your eating disorder identity. But before that, I'm going to give you a few questions that you should ask yourself to help find an identity without your eating disorder. Oh, and if it helps, by the way, you can try and reflect these questions first on maybe part of your life that you already know for certain that you want to let go of, or maybe part of your identity that you've already let go of in the past. So you can answer these questions first based on one of those examples I just gave. And then once you get the hang of it, you can then use the questions again, rewind this episode, write it down, do whatever you need to do to get it done, and then reflect it on your eating disorder. Okay, so here are the questions. Question number one. What would living without my eating disorder look like for me? And you're asking yourself this because sometimes it can be hard to let go of your identity because you don't know what could come out of it because you don't know the unknown. So maybe you're fearing the unknown. 
So I want you to start envisioning what your life could look like without your eating disorder or whatever part of your identity that you're using these questions for. And you're doing this because if you start to envision it, then you're helping your brain understand that it could be a possibility. And look, maybe your head is going to all of these anxious places where you're envisioning an unhelpful future. But if you're going to do that for every negative example that you're creating in your head of what your future could look like, you need to envision two positives for every negative that you are envisioning. Okay, okay. And the next question I want you to ask yourself is, if you no longer had this identity, what would you have? And this is a good question to ask yourself because sometimes it can be hard to let go of an eating disorder or another part of your identity because you don't know what other qualities make you, you. So with the eating disorder, you've relied so heavy on it that it's been the main focus on your life for so long that you're not even sure what other amazing qualities you have or what other activities you like to do because everything has focused on your eating disorders for so long. So think hard and think about what else makes you, you. And the next question I want you to ask yourself is, how does someone that I admire live their life differently without this identity? You're asking yourself this because, first of all, I would have talked about this before. Something that my boyfriend told me, actually. It's about asking advice from people that you see as an inspiration in this field. So, for example, you wouldn't go and ask someone that's in a horrible relationship for relationship advice. I'm bringing that point back to this question because I want you to think about someone that you admire that are no longer or haven't struggled with an eating disorder. Someone you look up to, for example, because they have good self-love, they have healthy habits, and you just look up to them in areas of your life where maybe you need some improvement. And this will work as well also if it has nothing to do with your eating disorder as part of your identity that you're hoping to work on. And so think of them in terms of not having an eating disorder and ask yourself, how do they behave differently to you? What is it that they do differently to you? How do they act differently to you? How do they interact with you? Or how do they react differently to you? And what kind of habits do they have? And what do those habits look like? If you can, you can even try to ask them directly if you know them personally. But you want to start to visualize what it would be like if you thought and behaved the same way. So give that a go. Think about someone you admire that you see doing well in this area of your life that you hope to improve. Get some inspiration. Now ask yourself, what can I do now to start changing this identity? This ties back into the can't versus won't that I was talking about before. Think about something that you are telling yourself that you can't do and you've determined that it's actually because you won't do it and do it. So for example, are you saying that you can't meditate or is it because you won't? Huh? Are you saying you can't pre-portion your meals before you eat to avoid binge eating or is it because you won't? Hmm? Have a think about it. Those little actions, these are your soft actions, by the way. I've talked about this before. Your soft and your bold actions. And something that you can start right now would be one of the soft actions. So the soft actions, to summarize, would be like going and buying just cheap. doesn't have to be expensive nor fancy. Just go and buy some smaller bowls from the store. That's the soft action. And you're buying these smaller bowls so that when you fill up your bowl when you go to eat, you can still fill up the bowl to the top, but 
And you're almost tricking your mind into thinking that you're still eating as much as you used to because you're filling the bowl to the top. And you're having a smaller bowl size because you realize that the portion you were filling yourself up with the bigger bowl or plate even was too much and it was making you feel really full and therefore guilty and therefore binge and purge. So the soft action is buying the smaller bowls. The hard action will then be using those small bowls for your next meal. So instead of going for that larger bowl or plate as per usual, you make that conscious effort and decision to grab your smaller new bowls and using them instead. Okay, so that's the difference between the soft and the hard actions. And use these actions to think about what you can do now to start working on this recovery or change of identity, whatever it is. And the last question that I want you to ask yourself is, who am I now and who do I want to be? And this is a very thought-provoking question. So get out that piece of paper again. You should be using it for all of this, by the way. And think about all of the qualities that you have in you now, not even just related to the eating disorder, but everything. And yes, they can be a mixture of good and bad. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But then I want you to align it with how you want to be in the future. So maybe on one side of your piece of paper, you can have who I am now. And then next to it, who I want to be. So if you have in your section, like, who am I now? And one of those qualities is anxious. Try to go into a bit more depth and get very specific. But this is just an example. So who you are now, you are anxious. And who you want to be is calm. So try to relate one to the other so you can see where you are now to where you want to get to. And try to also find some qualities from your life now that on the side where it says who you want to be, it actually stays the same. Like maybe you're really caring and that's a quality that you know that you have now. Keep that on your who you want to be. You are still there. And yes, I know it says who you want to be. But if there are qualities that you find that you want to stay, make it say who I want to be slash what I want to stay. Okay, stay slash improve on. But the point is you're trying to look for qualities that you know and admire about yourself that you have now and also the ones that could do some adapting with and then work on them. 
Get excited to see those changes. They're waiting for you. They're waiting. So those are the questions that I want you to ask yourself. And here are some other ways that will help you let go of your identity with your eating disorder. (laughs) Number one is to stop, stop thinking with fear. Stop letting fear guide you. The more you encourage yourself to step out of your comfort zone, which is challenging, but also shows how strong and capable you are, the more you'll be able to lessen your fear. Start thinking with love and not fear. Take this as a challenge. Take this as an opportunity for you to step out of your comfort zone. Only very certain type of people will make those moves to step out of their comfort zones. And I know that you can be part of that. Do what scares you. Because you're fearing it for a reason. Maybe you're fearing the unknown. You're fearing being criticized. You're fearing being judged. You're fearing body changes. But all of this is just being run by fear. Change that fear into the challenge. A challenge of stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new. Because where you are now, you're not satisfied with where you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be wanting to make these changes. Look at those lists where you wrote down what needs to be changed. So if you're not happy with where those qualities are now, then stop fearing a possibility where those changes can be made. So give that a go. My next tip is to go and explore your different hobbies and your different passions. If you're unsure what your passions or hobbies are, this is your time to find out. I've suggested this before, but go join a multi-sport with your friends. Go find a different way to move your body, have fun, hang out with your friends, and discover what interests you and makes you excited. Multisport gives you the opportunity to try different types of sports, which gives you many different opportunities to see what interests you the most. And then after that, you can either continue the multisports or go join that special sport group. Like that's just one example. Go join a painting class. Go join a dancing class. Join a book club. Go and explore different ways and try to see what makes you feel happy and excited and passionate about something redirect your focus off of your eating disorder and replace it with more healthier and happier habits and discoveries about yourself and what you're capable of and what you enjoy doing your focus has been on your eating disorder for so long it is time to change that and this is a great way to start and hey also maybe there's already some sort of habit or hobby that you had before your eating disorder And you stopped doing that because your focus became on your eating disorder. Go get it back! The next thing you can try to do is take responsibility for the fact that you have choices and you have control of yourself. A hard and uncomfortable truth to realize, especially at first and especially when it comes to accepting it. But once you recognize that you actually have all of the power to make your own choices and to control your actions, you are able to try to action it more. And no, it's not an opportunity to then go and beat yourself up if, say for example, you binged ate and then vomited when you're trying to recover. It is about finding the triggers that caused you to react irrationally and then try to overcome that next time. So no, it's not about beating yourself up for losing that control or allowing your intrusive thoughts to lead you to making unhealthy choices. It's about realizing that that choice was in your power. However, some sort of trigger or emotion led to that unhealthy choice. So the more that you are able to identify that that choice is in your power, you can then help yourself 
make those choices easier for you to make to be a healthy one. So you're finding that trigger, you're finding the root of the cause, as I love to say, and you're pulling it out of the ground. The next tip I have is to explore your values. What do you value in your life? Or what did you used to value in your life that your eating disorder made you lose sight of it? What is it? Make a list of all of the things that you value and then ask yourself, what if? What if I had spent less time doing this? What if I spent more time doing that? And then you can go really deep and picture yourself and picture yourself being 90 years old and reflecting back on your life. Maybe imagine you still had your eating disorder at this stage. And then ask yourself the what ifs. What if I had tried to recover? What if I found self-love? What if I looked after my body and my mind? What if I made healthy decisions? What if I meditated and calmed my anxiety? You have the chance now to think ahead to when you would be 90, to be able to ask yourself what you would do differently. So I would try to take the opportunity now so that you don't end up being 90 and never ask yourself these what-if questions and then therefore never had the chance to actually action them. So use your time now in the present to have a better now, to start working hard and working towards something, to have a better life and to have a better future so that when you get to that age, so when you get to that age, you can say, well, I already asked myself that years and years and years and years and years ago and I'm so proud of myself that I did. And you can look back and you can see the strength and the effort and the consistency that you put in to make sure that when you got to the age of 90, that you would have a different outcome to the life that you were living when you asked yourself those what if questions and you decided to do something about it. This is your time and time is precious. And the last tip that I have is to build up your support networks. Remember that you are the average of the five people you spend your most time with. Are these people that are lifting you up or bringing you down? Are they people that are inspiring you? Are they people that are motivating you? Are they people that make you feel supported and feel safe and happy to be in their presence? Or are they drowning you and bringing you down? Be around supportive people. People that you will be there for and they know that the same way that you know that they will be there for you. Of course, it's no one else's responsibility to be your punching bag and vice versa. But it's definitely important to feel safe in someone's presence, especially if you're spending a lot of your time with them. You want to feel uplifted and not dragged down, especially if the person that you're hanging with makes you feel bad about having an eating disorder. Of course, if they don't know or they don't have ill intent, different story. But if you know deep down, or maybe you don't even have to look deep down because it's blatantly obvious that they're trying to bring you down and make you feel bad for something. Why are you spending your time there? Remember, you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Are you spending your time with people that inspire you? Are you spending your time with people that lift you up or bring you down? And if these are people in your life that you find it hard to separate from, like maybe it's a family member, for example, then you can choose to limit your time there and only see them when necessary. Remember, from the last point, the power of choice is within you. For you. Okay. Now to quickly summarize all of those tips, we've got number one, 
Stop letting fear guide you and run your life. Tip number two is to explore different hobbies and passions of yours. Tip number three is to accept that your choices are in your power. Tip number four is to really think about your values and then ask yourself, what if? Think about it now and imagine later on if you were 90, asking yourself the same questions. What if? What if I just tried to start loving myself and look after myself? What if I just really put in that effort and gave it a go? What if I worked hard and pushed myself and stepped out of my comfort zone and then saw those results that I could have only imagined? They don't have to be your imagination. They can be your reality. That's up to you. And the last tip is to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with inspiring and kind people. Yes, I'll say it again. Yep, you are the average of the five people you spend your most time with. Yep. So anyways, that's all from me today. Thank you so much for listening. If you are wondering who you are without your eating disorder, it is time to start asking yourself all of these questions from today's episode and taking action in what's going to help you and getting rid of what isn't serving you. So who are you without your eating disorder? You are strong. You are courageous and you are powerful. You're someone who has been through shit and is learning to overcome it. You are someone that has struggled with an eating disorder or whatever the struggle may be. And you know that it's no longer serving you. So you are someone that has the choice to stay in this crap or to do something about it. So you are someone that has that choice to make. And you are someone that I know is capable of that change. Wow, what a, what, a, what a powerful ending. Well, thank you so much for listening. Go and action this. Go let go of any sort of attachment that you have to making sure that you always have an eating disorder because you fear what your identity would be without it. And just remember that if you're not even happy with where you are now, then you can't lose for trying something else. You can only learn. So thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. <laughs> Go let go of that identity and remember, remember, remember to eat with Allie.